Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good Thursday morning, everyone. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Morning. Morning. Morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is a free download on your smart speaker and driving in on the old car radio with a question for you guys this morning. I'm not sure if you guys caught it, but I watched uh, Dr. Veer Etches on CTV Ottawa last night, you know, talking about uh, the Easter weekend and about having gatherings inside, outside. Should you wear masks? It, like, eh. Feels like we step back two more years. <laughs> this was the messaging, you know, two years ago, this whole, you know, if you're going to get together, make sure the numbers are small, do it outside if you can, or make sure you have really good ventilation and, you know, maybe consider what you're doing. I mean, I get what they're saying, and I get the point of it all. I get that, you know, Omicron is raging in the wastewater in our city. But at this point, I feel like people are tuning out the message because it's not consistent anymore. Like, the entire rest of the city is open. You do not have to wear a mask. A lot of people are still wearing masks. I'm still wearing a mask. I I know you guys are. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, there's a big Sens game on Saturday night also yeah. of this long weekend. So I can go to a Sens game on the Saturday night with a packed, you know, Sens Toronto, uh, you know, oh, crowd. And that's a big game. And, yeah. But yet, you know, Sunday, if I choose to have Easter dinner with my mom, we should do it on her back patio. <laughs> yeah, that, that's in the, the part snow, that got me. rain shower yeah. mix. Also, I just, uh, thanks for telling us a day in advance that this is what you're requesting, right? <laughs> right. I mean, people have already made their Easter plans. Yeah. I am going out of town and I mm-hmm. had planned this a while ago to yeah. go home and see my family. So yeah. I just, yeah. It just feels like we're running like chickens with our heads cut off from something that's just inevitably getting people more day by day. I mean, mm-hmm. like they say, you know, workplaces are understaffed, schools and hospitals are understaffed because people are just getting knocked down. Yeah. But yet, if you look at the hospital numbers, what is there, one? I believe one in the ICU, in the ent- one in a million in the city of Ottawa. Yeah, really? Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Even though the numbers are skyrocketing, I mean, we're, we're not there. So it's just like, at what point do you, do you stop living completely? I mean, we've already given up two years to not living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, quite, it's been quite the journey the last two years. Well, a journey of inconsistent practices and messages yeah. that I think has just left a lot of people going, huh? <laughs> Frustrated <laughs> and just like, well, you know what? I- we're yeah. going to get together and we're going to do it. Because, and the messaging changes all the time, yeah. you know, uh, you know, in terms of isolation rules, mm-hmm. close contacts, <laughs> like everything else. Like friends of mine. Can't I, even keep up with it. I feel like, well, it, this is like kind of miraculous because in our little trifecta here between the three of us, yeah. none of us have had COVID. Yeah. Which is like, whoa. I know so many people. Have, my entire family has had it. <laughs> Every single person I know in my life has had at least one family member, except for my parents. My parents have not gotten it and we have not gotten it. Knocking on yeah. everything. Yeah. But I don't know anybody else who hasn't at least had one kid who had it or yeah. one spouse, but the rest managed to not have it or whatever. And it's just like, it, it, like we're running scared at this point. Mm-hmm. And we can't just stop living until, you know, that happens. Well, I, because of this conversation, we have to cancel the interview with uh, Dr. Etches in 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm not saying she's wrong to no, make these but requests. The, but the, the messaging is like, it's enough already. I think people and, just yeah. don't even know. Like, they have brain drain. They don't even know what yeah. they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do anymore because That's every day it changes. Oh, and that was going to be my point. So friends of ours that just had COVID, her husband had it, 
And so the entire family isolated, and they didn't realize until three days into their isolation, they didn't even have to be isolating anymore. Oh, my gosh. Because, no. yeah, because it's a shorter isolation period now, right? Well, no. Only the person who has COVID oh. has to isolate now. And the family members don't. You have to monitor your symptoms, but right. you can still be out and out and about, even if there's someone in your house with COVID, as long as you're symptom-free. Like, But they didn't even know. Oh, and they're geez. all isolating for no reason. Yeah. Like, so, just, down. We so can't what, keep track. So, Andrew, what you're saying is that we, we can... Uh, embrace i'm not saying anything i'm not endorsing anything all i'm saying is like i don't think anybody knows what to do anymore (laughs) things are open things are closed but what do we do in between right exactly yeah it's just like glad glad we cleared that up yeah it's clear as mud (laughs) when you think useless think of stew hey everybody welcome welcome it's stuntman stew's useless fact of the day on move 100 Okay, so let's say you have a lot of money and you're going to build a house. Uh, let's say you're going to build a house in Italy. Do you know that it's illegal to build a house there that doesn't have a bidet? Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Illegal. Really? Yeah. They really want you to have a clean butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Italy was like a country that did that a lot. Bidets? Like, yeah. Like, I, like is that the, the country who is... It was very. That's the hill they're going to die them. on. Like I don't know. I thought. I thought. I didn't realize it was. It was Italy. I thought there were other countries that were more into the bidets. I didn't. I didn't know it was a legal thing. I thought it was optional. Yeah, <laughs> an optional feature. Well, you've got an Italian wife. Do you have a bidet in your home, Stu? We, we do not, but my mother-in-law has one. And when we built our first house, my mother-in-law, we took her through the house, and she's like, "Where's the bidet?" And my wife's like, there's no bidet. It's like, how could you not have a bidet? Cancel this union. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. interesting. That is a useless fact. Something that, uh, you know, we need to know if we're going to buy real estate in Italy. Mm-hmm. It's cheap, right? As it's we cheaper, all are. It's cheaper yeah. than Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, it probably is at this point. On a hillside overlooking the water, probably oh, cheaper than here. Man. All right. What do you give that score, Janelle? Uh, I think I'll give you an eight this morning. I found it interesting. Thank you. Angie? Yep. Same. Okay. All Let's right. go to the scores. Text uh, in your score to ten zero thirty on a scale of 1 to 10. What you think of the useless fact of the day. Landscape Lady liked it, giving you a 9. Stewart's number one favorite fan is Veronica Mama. Gives him a 10 and wonders if she's still in the Hall of Fame, if not a 5. <laughs> it's conditional scoring. Uh, Gusto, living life free of the Hall of Fame, has texted in and he said he gave you a 6 out of 10. And he's tried to one-up your fact, saying, did you know that the earliest known building code is actually found in the code of Hammurabi, dating back roughly 1772 BCE? Wow. They had building codes that long ago? That's oh, crazy. Yeah. That is wild. Like, I feel like that was like cave living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 17 to 72. Uh, back to the 10s. Weird uh, 10 from Fantastic. Thank you. A tired teacher. I thought when you said what the useless fact was going to be, like basically during your tease, she thought it sounded boring. <laughs> but actually, it wasn't that bad in the end. And you're getting an 8. So work on your teases. Too. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Boss Traveler, I can give you a clean 10. Ew. <laughs> Ew, ew. Uh, Hall of Famers, uh, Ghost Rider, and Pierre the Dehydrated Frenchman, you lost us at if you have a lot of money. <laughs> I had one growing up, and they're fun, so we still give you a 10. They are fun? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, if you, you actually sit down on one, they are fun. I just don't feel like no. I would like it. Fun? Like, and are you using, like, your neighbor's one if you have one? Because Diva Klaus says she wishes that this existed here, like, that this was a, bo- a, law. a law here, and she gave you a 9 out of 10. Uh. But, like, if you go to a friend's house, are you using one? 
Wow. That seems weird to me. I would use it. Connie, the wound care nurse, said when her son was three, they they visited a friend's house near Kingston that had a bidet. He thought it was a hand-washing station. Oh. Oh. She's giving you an eight. Yeah. uh, Let's see here. This one says, good for you, Stu, ending the week off with a strong fact. I'm giving you a 10 plus, and I love houses and money and want to be a real estate agent in the future. Right. Okay. Very good. Follow your dreams. And all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Why do they make drive throughs so narrow sometimes? <laughs> you know, you're trying to maneuver and you got to go around this sharp turn. Try not to curb. hit the curb <laughs> or hit the side of the building on the left. So, I mean, it doesn't uh, help that paparazzi are following Ben Affleck and J-Lo wherever they go. But uh, yesterday, they were house hunting in L.A. They decide they're going to stop for some Starbucks. And they're trying to maneuver, or he is in his Mercedes, trying to maneuver maneuver, maneuver, <laughs> maneuver the Starbucks drive through And he hits one of those, like, uh, chalkboard, like, sandwich boards. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, like, right there beside the ordering station at the Starbucks. And the thing falls over so he hits that it falls over but then it falls over sideways and then like the legs of it as he backs up and like tries to maneuver the turn again gets stuck in the spokes of his hubcaps <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so then he's like dragging the sign the paparazzi had to come and try to like pull the sandwich board out from his hubcaps <laughs> and he's just like putting down his window and then like putting it up trying not to be seen but he was totally seen but uh, they were out house hunting and everyone was talking about this uh, house that they purchased together even before they got engaged this $55 million Bel Air estate. Well, it fell through, apparently. How does that... Like, I don't know they, how they, that happened. They don't come up with the money? <laughs> I don't like. know. It fell through in escrow, so I don't know what financial conditions fell through for them, but yesterday they were back on the house hunt looking at all these uh, mansions. But one of the places they toured is the former Spelling Mansion. <laughs> what is it? Oh, was that uh, Dad's house? It was, yeah, Aaron Spelling's house yeah. that he originally built. I can't, you can't call it a house. It's gargantuan. Oh. It was bought yeah. by Petra Ecclestone. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ecclestones are ridiculously rich, too. This thing is up for sale for $165 million. <laughs> are you kidding me? Just casually touring it on a Wednesday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's where they are. So yesterday, big news, and a lot of people were super happy about it, and the trailers were coming out. They are literally digging them out of their grave <laughs> and bringing them back. The original cast of Kids in the Hall and their new show, and in the trailer, yeah, they're in a grave, and they dug them out from, you know, back when they were popular in 1995. Yeah, that's when the last show aired, I Mm -hmm. I just had to look it up. And they have been resurrected again. And just a little bit of the trailer right here. Do you know what Amazon wants from Kids in the Hall? Yes, Don. A a funny show, but one that is free of targets. (gasps) Topical topics. It's all a government conspiracy. Alarming edginess or unsettling settings. I now declare the last glory hill open for business. (laughs) (laughs) They really go there (laughs) with a lot of things. Like, nothing is off the table. And it's Amazon, yeah, who's picked them up this Mm -hmm. time around. So that's really big for them. So uh, the new Kids in the Hall is debuting on Amazon coming up on May 13th. Put it on your calendars. And that's what's trending. Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Oh, we're heading into the weekend that has everything to do with bunnies and mini eggs and Cadbury and all of the sweets. So this seemed fitting to dive into this uh, topic. 
when we saw that a study showed that half of adults actually eat more candy now as an adult than they even did as kids. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like we're going down the whole like their own parent secret candy stash, like just obsessed with buying their own candy now because they can, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that is that's probably the key factor there. I mean, you think about it because Mm -hmm. you have rules as a kid. And sure, there's these holidays like Easter and Halloween and Christmas that roll around where you do get like to load up on candy. But I don't know about you guys growing up. I wasn't really allowed to have candy outside of those holidays. No, it was very occasional. Yeah, Yeah. it was like maybe when we went to the arena to watch my brother play hockey, my parents would give me like a loony and then I'd go and I'd try and make the most out of it and get a bunch of five cent candy. Yeah, (laughs) we used to go to the cottage and there was like a convenience store called Stozik's up in Manawaki. And we were always allowed to have a bit of money going into our cottage weekend and we would take a paper bag and we would fill up with what they called penny candy back then, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're just like picking, it was like big communal, like picking food yeah. or the uh, candy out of the there little no bins. Tongs, yeah. It was just fingers. There was no COVID. <laughs> you know, you were just reaching in and grabbing handfuls mm. of candy and putting in your paper bag. But that would last us maybe a day. My yeah. sister and I would plow through it. Yeah. 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 When, I would, when I would go for drives with my parents being an only child to shut me up, they would load me up with candy. The one the, the one that I gravitate gravitated to the most was uh, remember the Lickamade? The fun dip? Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That could keep me quiet the for The stick about was always minutes. the best yeah. part for sure. Yeah. Okay, so talking about that, the fact that you were only allowed it occasionally or binging when you mm-hmm. were a kid, would you say that you eat more candy or you ate more then versus now? It's hard. I had such a sweet tooth as a kid and I still do. Like yeah. I am terrible. Every time I go to the dollar store, which is almost once a week. (laughs) So I might have had purge it like spurts where I'd have a ton of candy as a kid, like around Halloween and Easter and all that. But still as an adult, I still eat candy around Easter. I still eat candy at Halloween. I will go out and I buy all of the cheap Halloween candy after. And every time I go to the dollar store, I cannot leave without getting a box of milk duds. Like so, it- you're, so you're not only doing the holidays, but now you're doing Monday candy, Tuesday yeah. candy, Wednesday candy. Like, don't let me lose in the bulk barn. Like, yeah. So I, it's a constant drip in your system. I would say that I eat the same, if not more, candy now as an really? adult. Yeah, I might okay. fall into this category. So you're part of the half. What about you, Stu? Uh, to be honest, I eat a lot more crap now. Yeah, so you're not a candy guy. No, you're more I'm, like I'm, a chips guy. I'm more of a chips chocolate guy. Yeah. Okay. See, my sister, like, basically is this study. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we were only allowed it, like I said, occasionally as kids, but my sister now is on a constant buffet of bulk bar and candy. Like, for someone who is so fit and so healthy and does CrossFit competitions, whatever, her uh, candy is her vice. Like, she doesn't go anywhere. And this is, like, road trip, like, anywhere, cottage, wherever we go, whenever we're together, she always has a stash of bulk barn candy in her purse or on her person. Hang on a second. I was with you guys in Barbados for a week. I didn't see her pull out candy once. You weren't in our room. (laughs) She had, like, a whole big stash of candy in your room. I'm not kidding when I say she doesn't go anywhere without, like, a buffet selection of bulk barn candy. She is bulk barn's biggest customer. Oh, she 100% is. She always knows where the bulk barn is, wherever she's traveling. And my kids knew it early on. Like, whenever Auntie Tammy would come and visit, they knew they were going to the bulk barn. Like, they they would be like, so, she's here. When do we go to the bulk barn? Like, it's just, so she's totally this adult that has it more now than we did as kids, for sure. Oh, Mm -hmm. that is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think 
there's a lot of people out there that have their own stashes, their own yeah. vice, their own thing that they gravitate to. And in fact, apparently there's a certain age at which you start to gravitate to your candy of choice. And we'll tell you what age you hit that at coming up in a couple minutes. Stephanie and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. But when it comes to your favorite candy, did you know that you have been um, on the same kind of candy like for years, like years and years and years ago, you decided that this was your thing mm-hmm. and you were going to love it. And, and you, you were going to be together forever. <laughs> 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 because apparently, yeah, the average person first picks their favorite candy around the age of 11. Huh. Okay. Do you feel like this could be you guys? Are you totally, the average totally, person? Yeah. Totally. I was in grade five and grade 11. And uh, I have memories of trying uh, Lickamade, a fun dip. It's funny the, we always called it Lickamade. Yeah, I call it Fun Dip. I like yeah. Well, it had, I had don't both know names ever on it. All of that. Yeah, it had yeah. both names on the front. So I remember sitting in the back of the car. We were on our way to Boston, and I'm sitting in the back of the car, and I got like a, a three flavor Fun Dip, and I'm with two sticks, and the first oh, stick. Oh, double stick. Double stick. The first stick goes in two seconds. The second stick you got to make last. Yeah. So you got to be careful how you lick. The stick is the best part, and then because once those are gone, you're using your finger. Yeah. yeah. And then you, and then it gets dyed whatever yeah. color that you were dipping in, and like yeah. for days. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. You have this glowing orb of a finger for sure. What would you say would have been yours? Uh, were you I, around eleven? I would say that yeah, that probably does sound pretty accurate. I spent a lot of time at the arena. My uh, older brother played hockey, so I was uh, like a puck bunny in a weird way. <laughs> like, but like not really because in I training, just, you know, I was there. Like that's just and I couldn't be at home because I had to be with a parent. So um, my parents wouldn't give me money, and my younger brother and I, we, I like Mars bar hands down my favorite chocolate bar. You're never going to convince me otherwise. We used to get up to Mars bar, and we would lick it. Like like a lollipop. Okay. <laughs> we like it so much that like the way you're holding on to it would get all mushy and melty that we'd have to put it in the freezer when we got home. But that was our way of making it last. Okay. So we would lick the whole thing. But I would say the other candy, like if we're talking like candy candy, is gotta be just any sort of sour gummy. Like sour keys. Oh my gosh, I love sour keys. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, like anything with that sour sugar coating on the outside and it's chewy. You must have a really hearty tongue. I have like two of those and I'm like cankers for days. Cankers for days. I can't do it. I like the idea of them. Like the first one is awesome, but then I'm just like, no, no, I'm off food for like three days. (laughs) Come on, really? I can't. My tongue is so sensitive or something. I don't know. As soon as I have something super sour like that, my kids love it. I just can't do it. Um, For me, I would say that I discovered mine earlier than 11. And I blame the movie E.T. Okay. <laughs> because I had never had Reese's Pieces, and they were very uh, prevalent in that movie, The Trail of Reese's Pieces. They all ate Reese's Pieces, and I remember being highly intrigued. And then uh, when I had them, my life was then forever changed. It'll yeah. always be Reese's Pieces for me. And like you, you suck them <laughs> until that whole candy coating That's is how gone. You eat them. Yeah, yeah, and then you just have like the peanut butter ball left. And yeah, it's you gotta so you gotta have ways of like savoring that candy because like. Yeah. You, if you just gob it down, you're not really enjoying it. Especially when you're a kid and your parents only let you have it sporadically exactly. and you don't know when your next fix is coming. <laughs> you got to make that last. Like you said, you put things in the freezer. Like I remember those jawbreakers that oh remember. My oh, those yes. Last for months. They'd be like the white powder. Your whole yes. mouth would be like white powder. Totally. But 
you'd keep saving it and saving it and eating for like a month. It was yeah. nasty. It was so gross. <laughs> Your little Ziploc baggie. <laughs> oh my God. So are you part of this average group of people? Did you discover your favorite candy around age 11 that you've never been able to quit? If so, what is your vice? Let us know. Text it in to 10 The latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Well, this has been a bit of a circus ever since Elon Musk bought into Twitter, buying a lot of shares. And now he has offered to buy Twitter outright. They're calling it like a hostile takeover maneuver. He wants to buy it for $43 billion. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. And he says this about why he wants it. He said he invested in Twitter because he believes in its potential to be a platform for free speech around the globe, but he feels like it needs to go private because it can neither thrive nor serve free speech in its current state. Obviously, you know that if something is said on there, you either get taken off Twitter or, Mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, that's kind of been a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like, all social media can be a very bad cesspool. Yeah. Like, but he wants it to be wide and open. I don't and know. anyone can say anything. And I don't know that uh, that's a good plan. No, yeah. no. We, people cannot police themselves. Well, and that's what he says. As a private company that would serve that option for it to be a total free speech platform. So he says at this point, this offer is his best and final offer. If it's not accepted, he's going to reconsider his position as a shareholder in general. So basically... Basically pulling out, like take it or leave it. Right. Uh, but everyone wondered why he didn't join Twitter's board of directors. Like everyone was like, yeah. why did he give up his seat? Like if he wants to say, because that would have prevented him from this possible takeover of the company. So that's why he didn't join last so they week. they should have saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, how does Twitter not take $43 billion? Right? I well, mean, if, like as the, hang on. like if you're an owner or something, like that's a lot hang of Hang on. If, if Elon's, uh, uh, you know, going to write a check for $43 billion, I guarantee you somebody else will, will write a check. Well, I don't know that anyone has $43 billion like yeah. Elon does, richest man on the planet. I mean, Bezos is the only other guy who can like compete with him and yeah. like... I don't. Why would Why would he want to enter into a war with Elon over that? <laughs> they should offer it up to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he could get back on. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. Obviously, it's a joke. So there are million dollar views right here in Ottawa, and there's a new option for a new rooftop patio. Ooh. We love passing on information you need yes. to know, and we feel like you need to know this. So you can sip cocktails while looking down on the historic Byward Market from the tallest freestanding building in the city so the brand new rooftop patio is called rooftop ottawa okay and they're going to be serving food and drinks from the rooftop of the new uh york on williams so the yow restaurant yes it's like right beside us right around the the corner i've walked by it so many times i've gone for drinks at the apothecary which is like an attachment of Mm -hmm. that whole thing so they opened for a soft opening, but obviously weather dependent. Uh, it's going to be open for really cool cocktails. I was looking at their menu. Really nice stuff. Nice mixes. And lunch, too, by the end of the month. It is the second tallest patio in Ottawa next to the Andaz Hotel. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So if you want some new views, keep that in mind. It's brand new Rooftop Ottawa. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut? We have Stephanie and Craig on the line this morning. Um, Stu, you and Stephanie will play first. Good morning, Steph. Stephanie? Hello. You ready to play? I'm ready. All right, choice of categories, Janelle? 
We have Easter or spring. What do you like? Uh, let's go with spring. All right, spring in three, two, one. What is it outside right now? What is it? Raining. Yes, and um, the rain brings helps these grow in Flowers? your garden. Yes, and um, you're gonna wear these uh, around your garden on your feet. Boots. What kind Water of boots? boots? Yes, and you're gonna put one of these when it rains to cover your head. An umbrella. Yes, and what is that? What sound is that? No, it's, a, it's an it's an insect that goes. It's a bee. A mosquito, a bee. Ah, uh, yeah, bees, yeah, bees, oh. yeah. Okay. Okay, so you guys got four. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, that holds up, Stephanie. Hang on the line, Stephanie. We're going to see what Craig can pull off on this Easter category. Good morning, Craig. Hey, good morning. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Are you ready for some Easter fun this weekend? Oh, for sure. Yes. All right. So that's our category today. All things to do with Easter. All right? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Kids do this on Sunday morning. It's the egg... Hunt. Yes, uh, and you go here to pray. A church. Yes, and this is the big breakfast that you have, but it's a massive, you know, uh, feast. Uh, buffet. No, uh, but you. Co- yes, good, 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 good. And the bunnies are what? Milk. Chocolate. Yeah, Milk and chocolate. kids collect the eggs in an Easter basket. Yeah, and you do this all over your house. You put up little things and little decorations. Uh, but it's what are you doing to your house? Streamers decorating. Um, oh, it's just the word decorate. That was decorate. what we needed. It doesn't matter because you guys got five. Oh, <laughs> we pulled it off anyway. Way to hey. go, Craig. Nice work. <laughs> Woo. All right, so tell Craig what he has won. Yeah, you are off to Sen's Fan Appreciation Night. So this is coming up at the end of the month, April 28th against Florida. We've got a pair of tickets for you. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Thanks. Sweet. Enjoy the game and happy Easter. Okay, thanks. You too. Happy Easter. Ladies and gentlemen, moves. Password to paradise. Winner. Welcome to paradise. There is nothing we enjoy more than making these phone calls every single morning. It's the best part of the day, and we get to do it right through into early May mm-hmm. as and we continue to give away these trips. And we know that you guys look forward to this time around, around this time every day. You're like anxiously waiting at your phone. <laughs> Are they calling me today? <laughs> well, let's find out if it's you today. Let's dial those numbers. Hello? Hi, this is Mary. Speaking. Mary, it's Stu, Angie, and Janelle calling for Move. Okay. Mary, we're calling you with good news. Do you have any idea what that news could be? I do. I've been entering your contest. Tell me, tell me, because I'm too excited to think. (laughs) Okay, if you can't say it, we'll say it for you. Mary, you want a trip to Sandals Royal Barbados. You have just won password to paradise contest my goodness thank you so much we haven't traveled for so long that's absolutely incredible oh mary who are you going to take with you on this dream vacation i'm gonna my husband of 46 years this is amazing (laughs) oh that's so nice Mm. oh thank you so much we never get phone calls on our home number never Were you scared to answer the phone this morning? <laughs> I was. Oh, my goodness. This is the best news. We, people have started traveling. We're listening to people traveling. And 
I am. We're still at home, so that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. You are so welcome. You and your husband, Mary, are just going to have the best time at this five-star luxury resort. Finally getting away. Woo-woo! Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that's so amazing. The latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Do you or maybe your kids love the Eggo Waffle? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Did you know that that's been around since 1953, the Eggo Waffle? Wow. I didn't really? realize they went back that far. Well, for the very first time ever, they are introducing a new Eggo Waffle grab-and-go waffle. The first ever waffle that doesn't require a toaster. What? what? So they are inspired by the classic Belgian street food, which is their grab-and-go waffles you can buy on any street corner. Okay. So these ones are handheld. They're made like with a golden sort of brioche dough. And they're flavored already, so you don't need any syrup or toppings. They come in buttery maple or strawberry. And they're individually wrapped, so you just open them up and eat them uh, at room temperature. So you obviously don't keep these in the freezer. Like, everyone keeps Eggo waffles in the freezer. Well, you do buy them in the freezer section, but you just take them out as you need them, and then you just go with them. And as they thaw, you just eat them. You don't need to put them in the toaster. So it's kind of like a Pop-Tart. Sort of, yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't keep it... I don't know if you keep it on the shelf or in the freezer. I don't know. I, yeah, because if you kept it in the freezer, I'm going to be waiting for a long time before I want to eat it. Like, I thought that well, was no. the reason we put to- <laughs> Eggo... Well, the only reason you put an Eggo in a toaster is to warm it up. That's correct. Yeah. But maybe, like, you take it out the night before, and then you would just bring it for breakfast in the morning. You know what I mean? I don't know. Who's I don't, doing that? I don't really know the ins Nobody's and outs. Nobody's doing that. I don't know the ins and outs of the Eggo. Is that different than an Eggo? <laughs> Well, you don't have to put it in the toaster. You can just eat it at room temperature. I don't know. I didn't invent them, but they're out there for you okay. people. All right. Well, this story's gone viral because people cannot believe that this is a job that people pay someone for. A professional baby namer. Pardon? And people pay her to do so. What? So she charges depending on your client's needs, but she can do anything from a consulting phone call to Come on. researching names based on your <laughs> genealogical family tree. Oh, my gosh. But get this. Her prices range. They start at $1,500. What? And they go up to $10,000 to name your baby. Who is paying this woman? People Some like idiot. who have too much money yeah. and just More money it. than brains. So she recently helped a couple name their child Parks. And why did she choose that name? Because the couple told her that their first kiss was in a park. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so she did, she did all And that'll be $5,000, please. seconds of work. <laughs> oh, my God. Just when we thought. Remember the story about the, the woman that was selling her farts? And I thought that was insane. Right? And she did. She made a ton yeah. of money. And then she also and wound up in the hospital, guys. Yeah, she, yeah. Small, she farted small, too much. Eating small, too many beans. Small <laughs> So apparently she'll assist couples who are running out of names because maybe they're on their third or fourth kid and they're having like brain drain or whatever. She'll How help you. lazy of a parent do you have to be that you can't come up with a name yourself? She has quite a few videos on TikTok and people will write her and say, you know, these are my existing kids. Like, what do you think? And she will find a name that matches with the vibe <laughs> and like matches with the, I don't know. I don't know. But she has a ton of followers and people are paying her. It's ridiculous. Pay me $10 and I'll name your baby. (laughs) Parks. Oh, you're kissing a park? Parks. And that's what's trending. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. 
So I wanted to share a feel-good story that I witnessed yesterday. Such a great example, I think, of kindness. One of my best friends since grade four, Shauna, just the most generous person every day of her life, will do anything for anyone, anytime. But she comes by that honestly, just the most generous, giving, thoughtful family behind her, too. And their matriarch was her nana, just this full of life, always smiling, active, tennis-playing dynamo that they lost this past year at 94 years of age. And only in her later years did Nana use her travel buddy electric wheelchair. And they posted this very nice photo of Nana on Facebook yesterday, rolling in her chair. She had a bottle of beef eater gin tucked into the rear backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Just adorable. It's, of course, in pristine condition. And these chairs, as we know, are very expensive. But yesterday, on what would have been Nana's 95th birthday, they decided to give it away for free to someone who could put it to good use. And as they said on their Facebook post, they were hoping it could go to someone with a fun spirit like Nana. So yesterday, Shauna got a message from a friend of hers telling her about a deserving family that he had only just learned could use it. So her friend Craig said that he has actually known Ken for over 25 years. They actually went to RMC together. But, you know, you sort of lose touch over the years. But ironically, Craig was coming home from a golf trip in Florida recently and was sat next to Ken on the plane. Get out. And Ken was telling him about his life and his son's condition on the flight. And with that information fresh in his head, Craig happened to see Shauna's post about the wheelchair yesterday. Total kismet that she posted it after he had learned about his Mm -hmm. old friend's story. So he sent it on to his friend Ken uh, Ken that he had just reconnected with. And so Ken wrote to Shauna yesterday and he said this. He said, hi, Shauna, a friend of mine showed me your ad for the chair and it made my heart melt. This is so nice of you to pass this forward. We have a little boy, Luca, that's 14 years old that has Duchenne muscular dystrophy. He can still walk minimal distances, but this chair would, of course, be perfect for him. Would it still be available? Once again, so great of you to offer this. So there it was. It was perfect. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So Dad Ken came over and got the chair last night. And he was still speechless and so grateful and saying how life-changing this was going to be for his son, planning to surprise Luca with it. So Shauna was already sent photos of Luca in his new chair, just beaming ear to ear. He's so in love with it, already learning the ropes, and he just learned how to drive it backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And he keeps saying, I'm the world's best backwards driver, (laughs) just like Mater said in the movie Cars. Cars, Remember that? Yeah, totally. As they say, the universe had bigger plans for this chair, and what a great way to end what would have been Nana's 95th birthday. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. What a a story. We were all blubbering last night reading about this story in our group chat. Just so perfect all around. So we're so happy that this all worked out. And that's all the feels on Move 100.